Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Filipino Fridays. I am your host, OJ, along with my co-hosts. Archie, hey! And Archia. And we have a new episode for you guys. We got a lot of good feedback from our first episode, right? Yeah, yeah thank you to everybody who showed us some love. Uh, we want to just do a shout out to the non-Filipinos who showed some love. Thank mm. you so much. A lot of you who just tune in or just enjoy um, listening to podcasts. You saw that your friends were sharing or listening to it. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to share more episodes for you. So today we got a bit of a heavy topic but very common topic mm-hmm. among Filipino youth, Filipino families, and of course, within the Filipino culture, right? Yeah. And trigger warning <laughs> in advance, <clears throat> there may be some brief mentions of eating disorders, but today's topics are about body shaming and colorism. So we definitely have lots to I definitely got lots of body, so I'm going to tell you a lot, <laughs> a lot about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll be family. We all do. We all got body. How about you give us give us the breakdown? Yes. Um, there's so many different kinds of topics, and um, we just feel like body image is something that seems to be a common, or body shaming, actually, seems to be a common thing uh, that happens to a lot of uh, Filipino youth or younger Filipino. We actually threw out a poll online and asked you guys um, how many of you are greeted at Filipino parties or when you see your relatives. And the first thing they say to you is, Ang tabamo, or you're fat, or ay payatot mo, ang ano, kumakain ka ba? Which means like you're too skinny, like do you eat? So, yeah, I've been I've, so many times and like. I go to a Filipino party or like a gathering and, oh, you're so big now. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Tito. So are you. <laughs> and I don't really think much of it, honestly, because uh, not from them. I'll tell you for real. Um, I don't really care much about it in the Filipino like gatherings because uh, to me, that's just like. Okay, that's what they do. Yeah. That's what they do. Exactly. Right? But I, I usually felt it more amongst my friends or mm-hmm. uh, if I'm at school, especially high school, you know, mm-hmm. high school is a different uh, different animal exactly. by itself. Um, but yeah, I've heard many times uh, body shaming from other people. I don't know. Maybe that's just how it is over there. And then we take it here in a no, from a North American uh, perspective. and It becomes a normal thing. It becomes a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, it's just like normalized now. It's kind of unfortunate. Like it's because that just turns into a whole like mental health discussion. But I'm sure we'll talk about that another day. Definitely. But yeah, no, like definitely hear that. But what confuses me even more at parties, it's like, oh, well, you're done eating, eat more. Yeah. Like, keep eating. Like, have you eaten yet? Like, and then they'll be like, oh, you're so fat. Like, what? Which one? What do you want? Do you want me to eat? Do you want me to not? Food, man. Yeah, like. 
Filipino food is bomb. Okay, yeah. I'm going to eat all of it. We make extra, and you know those Ziplocs are ready for leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> those Ziplocs are not. <laughs> we, we, uh, you know those Ziplocs and those and those tinfoils are there for a reason. You got to bring that home for the leftovers. Yeah, yeah man. Like, just like freaking, what's the name, Joe Koi, put it in the Cool Whip box, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like when he was selling the Tupperware. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Filipino Tupperware. If you guys haven't checked out Joe Koi and his IGTV or YouTube video about selling um, <clears throat> Tupperware on QVC or something. It's hilarious. You definitely got to check it out. But yeah, we definitely want to talk about um, body shaming and kind of how it comes to be a normal thing. You know, um, being Asian, okay, <clears throat> if you compare our body type versus like just like a regular Filipino citizen in the Philippines, we are naturally bigger. Yeah. It could be because of the nutrition. Yeah. Um, I personally think it's because of milk. Because, you know, <laughs> Philippines don't drink milk out there. They yeah. drink... You know what they drink? Ow, shit. What's it called? The powdered milk. The needle. No, it's a blue one. Ah! Anchor. No. It's it's red for it's, you guys. <laughs> a, oh, man. I got stopped at, with the, at the border. They thought it was drugs oh really but it was just powdered milk oh my god i need to get this go, go, is it milk? <laughs> no it's all so it's um it's what they usually do to feed uh babies mm-hmm. but uh filipinos bring it out here to put it as a to use it as a creamer oh, in their coffee like a fortified milk yeah, substitute. yeah, yeah. okay while you're checking that out we are going to talk a little bit about um, of stats that has happened in the last few years. Um, when I did a little bit of research of, you know, body shaming in the Philippines and also how that type of attitude is brought over by our families mm-hmm. over here in the Western end. Within the last, I think, five to ten years, there's been a lot of uh, psychological and mental health issues with Filipino women battling with body shaming and body body image issues there's never like a content um, desire of what you look like it's either you're too fat or you're too skinny or oh that's great you know I'm sexy man like why why is that the the desired image when Someone can just be, why can't someone just be fine with who they are? But that's really part of it. And apparently it's such a normalized attitude to accept when somebody tells you like ang tabamo or they greet you and they tell you that you're fat or, or that you got fat. And as the younger group or the younger generation, you're expected to just take it and accept it and if you say something you're too sensitive or so, disrespectful or disrespectful yeah exactly and then at the same time like the more you hear it the more like desensitized you get mm-hmm. too so mm-hmm. so i'll share a little bit about my experiences you know uh over the years and i i used to call them like love pounds or happy pounds oh you God. know i was my fittest when i first met my husband and um <laughs> <laughs> and then over the years obviously when you're dating you eat out a lot or whatever um over the years you just you you've met a person that's happy with who you are and you just accept each other for who you are and then like yeah both of us had gained weight over the years but I don't know how many times I would have relatives calling me dumbuhala 
you know, if you don't know what that means, it translates to will, right? Like in the normal person or normal Canadian, they'd be like, holy, that's so rude. Like somebody goes up to you and be like, wow, you're a whale. But in our language, like you're supposed to just accept it the way that it is like that, which is, you know, if you are not um, careful, like it breeds self-esteem issues, it creates psychological issues, and then it does affect your mental health. And, you know, the older generation is not, I don't know if they're not aware or if they don't care, or maybe they're a little bit ignorant that, um, it does negatively affect the younger generation, right? Mm-hmm. Especially for us here, let's be honest, for us who live here in North America, right? Some of our food may have some extra additives <laughs> in there. Got too much sauce. <laughs> some noise, right? Um, some of our food, you know, has the extra, quote, <laughs> nutrients slash hormones. And so our bodies develop maybe a lot more differently, much more bolder and bigger than how we would naturally be if we were in the Philippines, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, this was what I was trying to mention earlier. Like, for them, like, a regular, like, person that's not fat here, to them, they're fat. Why do you think they're freaking, uh, in the Philippines, large is, like, a small here? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can never find stuff. I don't even bother buying clothes. I just buy fake wallets. (laughs) 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 I just buy fake wallets all day. Or, yeah, the fake Yeezys. Yeah. My thing, and, you know, full, full disclosure, my thing was... My boobs. I have big boobs. I think it's well known. I can never... Someone gifted me a bra from the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, thanks, but no thanks. Because it was way too small. And that was what she was... She got me a, quote, extra large in the size there. they got cup sizes out there? (laughs) (laughs) They don't. Because they will never... The size... If you go to a normal SM... Let's say you go to yeah. a normal SM store, yeah. a landmark store, Rustin's, those yeah, like regular yeah, yeah. department stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am telling you, the largest it goes is like uh, a B something. Like oh. the largest is a B. In comparison to like American size. Yeah, here we can go up to an F, right? Like there's a lot of like plus size bodies here. Yeah, it's yeah. quite normal. That's yeah. why you can get, mm-hmm. um, you, you can shop for a larger cup size. But over there, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. There's only like. What this all goes up to a B, maybe rarely like a C cup, but that's not even like it's like a thirty two C, which is not even close to what I am. But that's like the largest to them, and to them it's like it's just gonna hide your nipple. That's it. It's just gonna cover your nipple. Like, that's not a bra. That's pasties at that point. Come on. But anyways, but yeah, that's the thing. Um, I can only imagine like the uh, people who are a bit more on the plus size end in the Philippines. Like it must be difficult to find stuff that fits you, and not only that, you are regularly shamed for your size. Yeah, you know they must get even. They get shamed for sure out there. Yeah, and we get so for. Man, if you compare the shaming of them compared to us, like they got it way worse because they're not as big as us, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to um, share some notes of harmful effects of fat shaming or body shaming um, from Makati Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And some of the harmful effects are definitely, you know, reduced self esteem, feelings of shame, right? Which would 
a person who's usually been shamed probably normally doesn't even feel like that about themselves, but they're made to feel worse about themselves because somebody feels like they ha- they are entitled to the opinion to tell somebody that they don't look good because they are bigger than what they're supposed to, quote, be. Obviously, there's stress. It breeds eating disorders. There's a lot of mental health problems that come from that. And then a lot of the times is because of the shame and because of the self-esteem issues that it encourages, they end up actually becoming more obese because they, you know, they cave in more when it comes to their confidence. Like it breaks down. They unconsciously uh, give in to those. Exactly. To those um, labels that, that was given to them. I also wanted to share a story that really triggered me that I was just extremely upset about, but I had to hold myself back and not come after this person because we don't know each other. <laughs> it's a complete oh, really? stranger. So my aunt um, had posted a picture of my cousin. Ooh. My cousin, she's... 13, 14 years old, and she's a tall kid, right? And obviously when Taller you, than you? Yes. She's, okay. she's, tall. she's, even though she's younger than me, she's much taller, and she comes from tall parents. So it makes, uh, you know, it makes sense. And, you know, naturally, as you're growing, develop, uh, developing body, like maybe you'll have some, like, baby fat or whatever, right, before you hit, like, puberty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So her, her mom posted a picture of her in like tennis lessons and somebody had the audacity to be like, oh, your daughter is getting chubby or And I was like, oh my God, this girl is 13 years old. And how old was the person commenting? She's like probably like 40s, 50s. And it's like, are Man. you serious? Like this kid is just going like probably just starting puberty. Like. But- yeah. Oh man, that's tough. It it like it pissed me off so much because nowadays in the in the age of social media especially, like body image is so distorted. And so like let's be honest, like I know she has Instagram, my my little cousin. There's a lot of younger Filipinos out there that have Instagram and like especially with body image being so much more in, uh, distorted in social media today, like how much more when some like freaking stranger comes out and tells you like hey you're fat and you're getting fat to a 13 year old like i, I that's know, uh, that's bullying <laughs> that's, that's messy like cyberbullying i had to keep myself from like ah, is that person a relative too no okay. she's not she's just like some acquaintance of my aunts um in her friends list mm-hmm. and then i told my sister i was like oh <gasps> Did you see what that lady said? But because I don't know her, she's going to be like, who's these, who, who's a stranger coming after me? Like, I don't know you. But I would be like, if I was there and I'm like in front of her, I'd be like, how dare you? Like, this girl is 13 years old and you're, you are already making her feel like she has to be stick thin at her age. She's a developing Shouldn't child. 13. Not yeah. even like, not even a woman, like considered a woman yet and you're already like... That's yeah, I don't know. So, you know, from... But she doesn't know any better, right? Does she? The older lady? I don't know. No, but like you said, all these titos and titos that be saying that all the time, do they know 
What? Here's the thing. Our culture has been built in a way where it's a one-sided thing, right? So they can say stuff like this, but mm-hmm. you as a younger person, it's not allowed to talk back and you're not allowed to say like, hey, by the way, that is rude. Like you are rude ass yeah. and that is wrong and you don't know how harmful that is that you're saying. And if you say that to them, they'll say, oh, basta small. Or like, how dare you speak back to me? Like, don't you know your place? Like you should be honorable, right? As yeah. the younger person. But like, yeah, I know. it is harmful. By the way, I got to mention, if you guys wanted to check this out and Leah Salonga actually tweeted about this. There was um, an article that went uh, viral in the Philippines in 2017 by uh, Erica Dawn Waters, I think. You guys can check it out. Um, I found it on Candy Mag. And the title is, Is Body Shaming Part of Our Filipino Culture? So she's mixed race. She's um, half American, half Filipino. And she even like spent some years in the Philippines. And then after a 14-hour flight, she gets there. And the first thing somebody says is like, Ang mo. Or you're fat. It's like, are you? It's like, hi. <laughs> like, what's your name? I had this experience today. I think some of you guys saw this story that I posted where I went home in uh, earlier this year for my grandma's uh, funeral mm-hmm. and usually for um you know for our traditions is there's like a week-long vigil or a wake right so people come and visit they pay their respects and i kid you not somebody i don't even know who she is i don't know her at all the first thing she says to me is Ang mo while she's getting the food that we are hosting and providing to them and it was like I was at a loss for words because it was like, lady, I don't even know you. She said, no like, hi, no nothing. Like, hey, do you remember me? Like, you know, when you were growing up? No, nothing. I don't even know her. And and yet that's the first thing she says to me. How'd she say it? Like casually? Like, oh, yeah, while she was getting food, she's like, hmm, to your face? Was, yeah, like in front of me. And I was like, uh. Yo, if I was, I want to swallow. I couldn't. <laughs> I was like. I think it was more in shock because I don't even know her, right? Yeah. And normally I'd be triggered to, the, you know, having have grown up here, you're now I'm so quick to like clap back. Yeah. And next time I have an opportunity, I would. But I was just in like shock that this like stranger felt that they had the right to like fat shame me in my own family party that we are hosting to her as a guest. And she's <laughs> eating even, like, your food. Exactly. Yeah. From my dead grandma's funeral. She's not getting no Ziploc. <laughs> or tin, or tinfoil. No baon for you. No leftovers for you. No. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> that is so No, but for real. Like, how are you going to come walk all the way over here? Come get our food. Yeah. We're like... We're trying to, like, have respect for our, our like, deceased grandmother. Yeah. I think my mom, if that happened Come to on, my man. mom, yo. Yo, she'd pop off. Where was I for that? I would have been, like, excuse off. me, pop. You were probably with our cousins. But, like, I was Damn. just in shock. I was like, uh, what just happened, you know? So, the fact that, but that's the thing. That is a normal occurrence for many other Philippine, younger Filipinos out there a lot of the polls that we have and I don't know if it's like a generational thing but 
I, I've I never... It, I think it is. Yeah, I've never heard stories of my aunts being, like, body shamed. Mind you, they grew up in the Philippines, In right? the province? Yeah. So they're, like, the... They grew up in that size or whatever. And then me and my sister grew up here, and obviously we are a bit more bigger, but we're also in, like, the Western culture that um, is about body positivity and is about, like, you know, owning who you are and, you know, not really adversely harmfully affecting anybody based on their size like it's discrimination really yeah yeah. so it's like you know we go and visit there and yet we're greeted in that way (laughs) and it's so hard to not say something biting after and my sister was tempted to say something well the reason why I look like this is because I can eat yeah my okay so I'll I how I see it in the Philippines. Forgive me if this sounds kind of rude, but this is just my mentality. My way of thinking is... Live your truth, girl. I'm bigger because I can afford to eat. I can... I. Well, you like, know what they say in the Philippines, right? If you're if you're fat, you're, you're rich. Yeah, you're, or you're a foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> you're a foreigner, yeah. All these... We get body shamed from those in the Philippines who are very much smaller and skinnier. But, I mean, in reality, like... I have more money than you. Money means food, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm take that. Like I'm a, like privileged to have that, but don't 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 do don't cross don't the line. Don't test me. Don't sis, test me to have to say that. Don't, don't, don't test. Yeah, don't make me pull. Lord like, have mercy. <laughs> yeah, don't make me put the pull, like the poor card in front of you, cause like. It's no. like if you want to be hurtful, I can be hurtful, but I have dignity and I, and I have integrity, and you know what? I'ma just I'ma just put it on a graceful. podcast. <laughs> I'ma I'm just throw it on. The I'ma put it on a podcast. <laughs> right, but like that's a. It's like it's it's awful, and the thing is like it even trails up to here. Like our parents or our relatives will say it because it's what they've learned when they were in the Philippines. And so when you come to a, a, a holiday party, they'll be like, Oi, or whatever. One time, my I was never really offended whenever like I had family members, you know, it would bother me, annoy me more so, not like hurt me. would comment about my weight, but... One time I told my aunt, I'm like, I'm kind of sick of my weight always being, like, a topic at these family parties. I love hanging out with you guys, but, like, why do we have to mention it all the time? Like, it's, how much more can you talk about my weight? Like, yeah. It's like, are you trying to make me feel bad? Yeah. Just both of us. We hear it every single time. Yeah. I mean, I know they say, um, the, the older titas and titos will say, like, oh, it's well-intentioned. Like, we don't mean anything by it. Yeah, but they don't understand the perspective that it could come out definitely very hurtful. Of course. Right? So it's like, can we chill on the body shaming? And Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to say? Doesn't matter if I'm fat. I'm still better looking than you. How would they feel? Like, honestly. Yeah. yeah like, be so pissed. I could be freaking 500 pounds and look prettier than you. Like, do, do we need to get there? Like, do we have to get there? No. Like, so you don't want to turn into an aggressive person. Let's not even, like, 
get to that point because now it's so much more the world today is so much more accepting of everybody inclusive no matter what color what size you are where you come from and our culture needs to normalize allowing people to just accept themselves for who they are no matter what size they are right like why does that have to be part of our culture and it is part of our culture body shaming is part of our culture it's a normal thing and it needs to change. Okay, no. let me ask you this because we we all grew up in the same church, right? Mm-hmm. I don't go no more, but it is what it is. But you, we we go to a predominantly Filipino church. Mm-hmm. Does that body shaming happen in those uh, church gatherings or during church time? I've yet to actually experience that, which is great. However, I did have this one encounter. And this was maybe like, I don't know, my mom had lost weight and I had gained weight, okay? And one time there was like a Sunday barbecue at church. And then this lady, she was like, oh, who's the daughter here, right? And then I was like, oh, mom, that's so rude, right? Like, I'm, like, it's so obvious I'm her daughter. And like, my mom is like, she's so flattered. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. My mom, oh, thank you. She's like, oh. she's like, oh. she's like that too. So she probably doesn't even know what she. Did. And then I was like, telling, I was, I said it outright, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, ang bustos naman, like that's so rude, like it's so obvious I'm your daughter. And the lady, like I didn't even hit back at the lady. I just said it outright, like out loud, you that she's it? so rude, that yeah, yeah. bustos niya. And her face was like. Like her jaw dropped, the fact that I would clap back. And then, and then I was like, my mom was like laughing. She's like, oh no, she doesn't mean anything. But I'm like, no, like that's rude. Like it's so clear. I'm younger and I'm your daughter. And then fine, she's giving you a compliment at my like expense. Yes, yeah. Like what is that? And for and like I think she was shocked because it was like the first time a younger person talked to her like that. Yeah, I didn't even like talk back at her. I just like said it outright that her attitude was so poor. Like, small. Like that's angbastos naman. Like that's so rude. Who says that? And then the fact that I even said it outright and it wasn't even directed like at her. It's just me just acknowledging how flippin' rude it was. That took her aback, and it was like. Lady, I wouldn't say this at all if you just like didn't, didn't have, yeah. yeah. You know, they always teach us, oh, you have to be careful what you say, right? Man. Don't say something you don't mean or be quiet. Oh, okay, you too. But you Excuse said what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, you meant what right? yeah. Come on, mga tita. Like, we're not even go. being rude at this point. We're trying to defend ourselves. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Like, you're making us feel like we have to be aggressive in the way where you're commenting on our way, blah, blah, blah. But like, why? For what? what? I mean, I feel for those who are naturally introverted and naturally quiet and feel like they aren't able to defend themselves. Like for me before, I used to play it off. Be like, oh, I, you know, I'm a bit of a foodie. I like to try different things. And like, yeah, it's, you know, what's wrong? I'm like a little healthy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm preparing for winter. <laughs> you know, I used to just like shrug it off, play it off. And like, I try not to let it, um, affect me too deeply just because I'm happy with who I am. Like, fine, I've gained weight, but I'm happy with who I am. I'm, I'm secure with who I am. And the fact that somebody would have to, 
make me feel bad about it just because that's their opinion as a Filipino person. Like, it's it's not supposed to be something that should be accepted or normalized. It really yeah. isn't. So for me, it's like, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, like what you're teaching, then don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And second, if I am the size... Um, maybe I am happy to be my size. Like, there's some other people who are like, oh, you know what? It's not healthy. You could have health problems. Well, you know, I'm going to take care of myself as best as I can as long as I am healthy and I'm alive and I'm taking care of me. Take care of yourself. Like, yeah. Let me let me do me, boo. Come on. And you know what gets me when they're like, oh, you should exercise more and they're not? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> So I have this theory that I, I, I've been making the joke that like every Filipino, that's including you guys, every Filipino when they grow older is gonna do Zumba. They actually Zumba in the park. They turn it turn into Zumba. Do you realize all the Filipino teachers and this is I'm including my mom in this? They all have the same haircut and body. <laughs> Yo, and body no no they all have the same body and the same the short North Korean haircut no, yeah no. short stubby short haircut yeah they all look the same or when you get even older your hair turns curly and you have glasses and you have a Louis Vuitton bag just like Jokoi's mom short hair <laughs> glasses be like mom it's like why does my mom look like every other Filipino oh mom they all look the same <laughs> the same style with Oh, Michael Kors or Coats. Coats. Anyways, but yeah, thank you for everybody who had participated in our poll. I'm so sorry that 100% of you are greeted this way. And my advice would be... How do we stop this? Like, let's give advice. Like, what can we do moving forward for this habit in our culture to stop? I would say that um, the younger generation should be able to calmly say, Hi, Tita, actually, that's pretty hurtful. That's pretty rude. Um, If you guys get a chance to read that article I talked about that this girl um, had published, uh, there was actually a conversation between the older generation and the younger generation, and the younger generation fully backed her up, and they actually really supported her. And it really was an eye-opening conversation with the titas and the titos, right? Like, hey, what you guys are saying is hurtful. So if you feel like you are comfortable and in a safe space to be able to calmly say, like, hi, tita, hi, tito, like, I really love you, but I'm just letting you know it's hurtful when you actually comment about my weight all the time, right? Like, I'm going to take care of myself and I appreciate that when you say something, it's, you know, maybe it's out of, it's well-intentioned and you're trying to watch out for me, but every time you acknowledge my weight, it's it's not making me any better. (laughs) It's just you telling me what you think of me, which isn't really... It's not a benefit. Yeah. That's That's a very holistic approach. I like that. Like, you know, there's some there's some cases where, like, you receive, like, wisdom and stories from, like, the older generation, the titas and the titos. But, but that does not, not benefit your life or, uh, or, or bring your life to the next quality, higher quality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's just telling you and really behind it, it's the intention to almost, like, make you feel mm-hmm. worse about yourself. 
you know, a special circumstance, it could really negatively and harmfully affect someone. Like it could really turn them into a dark place or put them in a dark place, put them into depression and encourage eating disorders. And we should really just be more aware about helping each other out, taking care of each other and watching out that each other is healthy physically and mentally. That's I feel like mental is more important at that point. Yeah. Actually, mental health is what we'll cover in a future episode. There is so much about it that's so important. You know, it's stigmatized. There's some um, cases of it where it's uh, taboo even to talk about within the Filipino culture, within the Filipino uh, Filipino generations and families. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that we're going to cover. Studies have shown for whoever had provided responses, and I'll share a link one day, that Filipino-Americans have been discovered to be more depressed than their um, regular white American counterparts. Okay, we can touch about that. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? We're going to switch gears here, right? We're going to hit the heavy topics today. Sorry, we're a little bit serious. We'll, we'll you know, throw in some happy Don't worry moments. if it's serious. I'm here. <laughs> we got I'm here, ladies. For sure. <laughs> we're going to switch over to colorism. Oh, wow. Now, for some of you out there who may be non-Filipino and are not familiar with colorism, and especially if, you know, more of the fair complexion, you may not have ever faced this, but... Colorism is a discrimination um, based on the color of your skin, related it is. And it's very prevalent among uh, the Filipino culture. And OJ here is going to talk a little bit more about skin whitening and how that industry has affected our culture. And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Okay, so I'm going to hit some people with the history here. Okay, so for those who might not know, there... There are different types of colors of Filipinos, right? They're the really white ones, which are the descendants of the of the Spaniards. Mm-hmm. You don't really see them because they're like the most elite of the elite. Then you got the mestizos. Then you got the regular Filipinos that are our color, the regular ones that you see on the streets. The native color. The native yeah. color. But I'll go even more native than that. The native, the, the black ones. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the Ita people, the Negritos. Those are the true Those are the true colors. ones. They're the real Austronesian ones. And you know those people, the the, the black the darker skinned Filipinos, the, the Ita people, they actually get discriminated against a lot in the Philippines for not being natural color like us. Yeah. That's why you don't really see them in the city. They don't even bother to go to the city. They just stay in the mountains. Yeah. And then they receive uh, government help of sacks of rice and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Even their own fellow Filipinos have discriminated them to a point that they're actually, you know, isolated mm-hmm. from yeah. the rest of exactly. the world, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, of the Philippines. Yeah. yeah, and to that, like, I feel... The coloring issue, the colorism issue in the Philippines has slowly gone more worse and worse with social media, with all the movies and magazines and other Asian, East Asian or Southeast Asian beauty propaganda that promotes fairer or lighter skin. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why most of the Filipino stars in the Philippines are half or they look mixed. They're mixed mm-hmm. or they're just not born fair skin. Or there's even some that were born native Filipino brown skin color 
all that melanin and they actually have done procedures to lighten their skin mm -hmm. right once they got that shmoney they yeah. bleach their skin they bleach their skin with the soap or they take this pill mm -hmm. that thins their blood because it's the blood that uh, makes the you dark cells. right yeah yeah so they take yeah. this pill to to thin out your blood cells and it makes you more lighter or at least when you have good lighting in a picture it makes you more <laughs> lighter and i find it so disheartening that you can see the before and after yeah, yeah. yeah before and after and you see the difference in like there's sort of like this caste system this invisible caste system in the philippines that you know there's oh you're not you're not Sugar you're you're ugly because you're dark or mm -hmm. or you're you're you have less money because you're dark mm -hmm. you're not beautiful or pretty or handsome because you're not light enough or they'd be like ang ganda ganda mo or that means you're beautiful or ang pogi pogi mo or you're handsome that translates pero ang itim mo it's like they'll be like oh you're gorgeous but you're so dark mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it is man I'm just so confused because you're on one side you're like if you're fat you got money and then if you're light you got money like what yeah so actually um uh when it comes to the statistics in regards to who uses um skin whitening products um like among common folk mm -hmm. um the highest percentage of skin whitening product users are blue collar workers or um, uh, low income, mm -hmm. um, low income people, and that's because they've been made to feel lesser than because they were naturally born, you know, as their color. Um, a few years ago, there was a movement that went viral by um, an American actress called Asia Jackson, and she's half Filipino, and she started this movement called hashtag Magandang Moranex because she was so sick of all of this discrimination, you know, in regards to colorism. And so where the colorism really originates from, you know, of course, as we know, is colonialism, mm -hmm. right? And um, if you guys have a chance, if you're ever interested, there was this um, paper that I found um, in like a Virginia University where they talk about colonialism's role in the success of the Filipino skin whitening industry. And I just wanted to share a footnote where, you know, colonial mentality causes a serious impact on Filipino psychological well-being as this mindset damages ethnic identity and collective self-esteem of Filipinos, as well as other post-colonial ethnicities. So to elaborate, colonial mentality causes Filipinos to have a lack of pride in their native ethnicity or culture. Can you imagine being born, like having that ingrained in you? Hey, you're dark. Ang itim naman ng anak mo. You know there was this um there is this account I follow, Tagalog with Kirby, and uh, oh no, sorry, the Tagalog Project, I think. And she is a daughter. Her daughter's half black, half Filipino. And there are these random strangers who would comment on her. Her daughter's like four years old. What's up with right? people commenting like, on kids? Yeah, That's... and like, it's not like the kid can control her color, but can you imagine having to adversely affect her that one day she wants to bleach her skin? She doesn't, she has no pride in who she is and what her color is. And, you know, that's what we are born with. And she's going to have an even more tougher time when she grows up. Mm-hmm. 
and starts to slowly understand mm-hmm. what's being said behind her back or to her face. It's yeah. going to affect her. Yeah. And it's awful. I mean, I hope, you know, that my kids would never experience that. Like when I have kids one day, I want to say like, I want you to be proud of your skin. I want you to be proud of who you are. You know, this is, this, this is my melanin. Like it protects me. And, um, it's so unfortunate that there's these older generations that have had this colonialist mindset ingrained in them that now it's bled into our generations. And let's be honest, and I'll do a poll here. How many of us had tried whitening products? Right? Not me. Are you? <laughs> Maybe never. more so for the women. I think it's for the women. Yeah, because you know it's it's this. Come on, man! Look standard. at Vice Ganda, man. That, yeah. guy's, that guy is dark. Ilocano <laughs> baby. But now he's a bit lighter. Actually, he is a little lighter. He's lighter now. Have you ever used any skin whitening products, Richard? Well, yeah, in the Philippines, because there was nothing else to use at one time. Yeah, that's true. Okay, do you consider skin whitening products just like those, those moisturizer? Like, you know, like I, I feel like Korean, uh, Korean products are really popular out there. Mm-hmm. So they're like gold for. Uh, the gold standard for yeah, Filipinos. Yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, Korean writing. Oh, that must be so expensive, right? Yeah, actually, um, there is a video. I think it was Vice or somewhere in YouTube, mm-hmm. where somebody had done. Um, they had come with somebody to a skin whitening injection session. Oh my god! Because she's trying to yeah through the, your blood cells. Like, That's okay. She's oh. trying to yeah, and it was a bellow. It was a Dr. Vicky Bello, and that's a famous, you know, cosmetic surgery doctor. Yeah, and she's actually Chinese. She's Filipino Chinese. Yeah, and um, they the journalist followed her to that session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. It. And it came down where they did a deep dive even further, and for the ones who are um, poor or low income, they're just. Uh, grabbing whatever chemical that quote whitens you like dangerous chemicals that are poisonous um, from like the, the, the store. sorry sorry store yeah it's a, like a soap right yeah yeah, 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 rub yeah. It. yeah but it's full of like dangerous chemicals and it's poisonous to your body and they're doing it just so that they could get lighter you know what sucks about that though because those products are actually um, sanctioned by the Filipino government to, to be, they're banned. Yeah. They're banned. But the they somehow make it through our streets. Philippines FDA try to um, control the policies regarding that. However, there's always the third party corporations. Yeah that affect those decision making and allow because the skin the beauty industry in general is like you know multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. let alone you know you you bring it down you narrow it down to skin whitening that in itself is like a gold mine but you know what makes me wonder sometimes and like maybe inside of a place of privilege and these like halfer um celebrities or even some that are fully you know full-born filipinos i wonder if they've ever thought to themselves like hey i'm endorsing this and it's been in that paper it actually shares how um people are more receptive to the commercial brand endorsements rather than the health effects (laughs) 
yeah. of the skin whitening products, they would they'd be like, oh, Liza Soberano's using it. I want I want to yeah. look like it. Um, I wonder if it's ever come across in their minds. And I know they probably had thought about it, but you know, Shmoney speaks, so you 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 never say no to an opportunity that hey, what I'm endorsing is actually harmful not only for this um, unrealistic beauty standards for these young Filipinos that I'm influencing, but also um, in general, it's actually not good for their health. It's not good for their skin. It's actually poisonous. Some of them would be like, oh, no, it's natural. <laughs> Put some papaya soap. <laughs> I was actually oh just about to say that. <laughs> That's papaya soap. I just say that, like, unless you're born, you know, the way that you are, it's like if it's something that you should not control like that's something that you should be happy that you're born and blessed with and let's spin it on the other side here in the u.s and in canada they love our skin they They want our skin you want to be dark actually i admire and i follow some of these filipino influencers that are sexy af but they're like fully like brown like they just Mm -hmm. embrace their color they even tan man and sun protection wear your spf people but yeah some some filipino girls those import models they're not they're not like pale man they are brown they're kayumangi they're morena like they love their color why because everybody else here loves the the tan color but you know then, then again we live in a different standard than they do yeah exactly yeah it's true like here we see a lot of multiculturalism thanks to j-lo and the kardashian body and color Mm -hmm. like that's become something that's desired not saying i you know i encourage a a kardashian (laughs) look but that's the only other um other comment i would say in terms of changing the perspective of the yeah, definition. before everyone, uh, most guys like boobs. Now, guys like ass. Everyone <laughs> likes that slim, thick. Yeah. yeah they like the busty. They like the thick. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And like some of these girls, when they're super skinny, they're like, I, I want boobs. I'm gonna get implants. I want some boobs. I want some butt. Like everybody loves, you know, curves. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the unfortunate part. Like it's part of our culture, and maybe some other, you know, non-Filipinos out there may not have been aware, or you may or may not have. But that is a normal thing for us, where um, the younger generation has to fight against these body shaming, has to fight against this like, you know, skin whitening, and so many now. And I'm so happy that there's a lot of. Um, champions like OJ and my sister who are all about um, loving your color and and taking pride in who you are and your ethnicity and your nationality and just being so proud to be Filipino. Filipino. You know what, going back to the question you asked me, have I ever tried to whiten my skin? Mm -hmm. It's no, I've never tried to whiten my skin, but I have avoided the sun. That's true. Right? Yes. I avoided the sun. Actually, that's correct. Don't I've get dark because you're going to smell like the sun. Yeah. I don't want to get like... too dark. Yeah. Right? I've had that. Uh, I've done it many times. Yeah. <gasps> I had to share a story, guys. When 
um, I was younger and we were playing basketball. Um, there was this girl, like here in the summer in BC, like we've had up to maybe like the rare 30 degrees, okay? It was, I kid you not, 28 degrees out. And we're playing outdoors basketball and she is covered head to toe and I was like aren't you hot she's like no I don't want to get dark so yeah you're totally right if it's not dyeing your skin or using skin whitening products it's doing what you can to not get darker you know uh, yeah I I get sold because I used to play baseball right and I'm out in the sun like non-stop and yeah yeah, I, I I try to avoid the sun, but you know, I don't want to get the weird tan line. <laughs> but I yeah, I've avoided the sun too because I don't want to get too dark. I think that's also part of the, the color mentality. Yeah. yeah, for myself, I would say I have used skin whitening products like when the soaps I soaps or the pills or. Um, I've never. I've been tempted. To go for the pills, but no, mine was mostly cosmetic, like powders, like makeup powders and um, skincare. So this started, so I remember when I was probably around 12, 13, I went back to the Philippines to visit. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go shopping and buy all these like, you know, Kikai kit, like you guys know, the the step to beautify oneself. And a lot of what's really popular is this like Pond's like face powder. But unlike here, you know, where uh, there's different shades, there's only three. (laughs) Yellow, white, and whiter. And it was like, okay, I'll use the white one. And I loved the smell. So I was like 13, 14. I was already like, you know, dabbling in in, makeup stuff. stuff. And that was it. Like, that's all I had. And it was weird because... No, it's not that it was whitening me. It's like, I'm tan, but it was trying to make me like powdering myself with a whiter powder to make myself look whiter, which makes me look weird because... You're looking like a clown now. Yeah. (laughs) Like... So the powder would stay on? Yeah. But what what's the thing is it's so normal for um if you see when you whenever you go back to the Philippines right the makeup the 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 a lot of like the um the Flooded ladies pants. in the malls you know they're darker but they're like their faces are like so powdered on look at flight attendants the Filipino flight attendants they do that they yeah, always have true. the same type of makeup right it's um I don't know the names but yeah. it's really white they put the the base I think. <laughs> I think, is it not that? Or whatever the, it is, the base is all white and then the super, super red Lips. blush and, and and lipstick. Yeah. And then they freaking the, darken the eyebrows. The harshest dark yeah. outline on the brows. Yeah. yeah. They hard and the orange they try to look <laughs> they try to look more white right yeah yeah which is like you know and then at one point so i came home i had uh decided to try the avino skin brightening not gonna lie guys it works it actually whitens you Over? yeah so the thing is dang it whitened me so much that my grandma was like, let's take a picture of you. We did a little photo shoot because my skin, I was what, 14? Uh, we did a little photo shoot because my skin was now like this whole white, you know, canvas. But the thing is, the 
rest of my body is dark. It's still brown. <laughs> you don't remember I this because you're much that. younger. Yeah. But that was like my foray into a distorted like beauty expectation. And then afterwards, I feel like my skin started fighting back because they started getting patches, dry patches. And then I had to stop using it. Uh, obviously, you go through puberty, and then my skin started like really, yeah. They it just didn't like it was just fighting it. And actually, subconsciously, it's kind of cool that your your skin's reclaiming its color. You're like, stop. And then as I got older, and it um, when skincare became a more important thing, like I used to value like these brightening slash whitening, you know, ingredients from Japanese or Korean skincare. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, no, I'm gonna just use products that is good for my skin right I'm not going to go for that benefit because I want to take care of my skin and I don't want to shock it into something that it's not because that's not what it's meant to be sorry Archie I think we like talk so much you know what are your thoughts well honestly like I didn't really like my skin wasn't too much of a big deal for me I also think it was because I'm just like a kid like I don't really think about it mm-hmm. like about my own skin I only really got into whole like self-care like skin like skin routine stuff like recently yeah so yeah there was that it, I was never I was always playing outside getting darker like you never they, had it, issues yeah it wasn't really a big yeah it wasn't really a big thing for me to be honest so well, I only started noticing like this colorism like being white is preferred like when I started going back to the Philippines more often when I got older and I spend more time in the Philippines especially by myself mm-hmm. and I like observe pretty much like I live there right for a whole month by myself and that's when I started noticing like okay there's a certain beauty standard of how you need to look mm-hmm. yeah right I think I noticed that part, the whole standard part, like the not this past February when we went to the Philippines, but the trip before that. I think that's when it really like got to me more. Cause I well, growing up, I wasn't a fan of going to the Philippines. I hated them. Yeah, she <laughs> I, had, I hated that. She had nosebleeds for days. Yeah, it was, mosquitoes yeah. loved Why, her. Was that fun for you? I just, it's too hot. It, yeah, it was that. Like I just didn't appreciate being in the Philippines. But that's so I, Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> it's. Too hot <laughs> it's 25 it's too hot man get the heck out of here man what but yeah no it, it just hasn't really been a big deal for me also i don't wear makeup i'm a, i'm not the type of girl who wears makeup so i've always just been like in my natural skin i've never done anything to it or whatever but yeah no it just hasn't been a big deal for me that's facts yeah i gotta share like one of these last notes from that um no, that paper that I was reading is that Filipinos and Filipino Americans alike continue to suffer from the ensuing effects of the mistreatment of the native population, including the development of internalized oppression, colonial mentality, and a higher prevalence of mental disorders such as depression. So these psychological consequences result in the mounting popularity of the skin whitening industry. As Filipinos associate, a lighter complexion with positive characteristics and darker skin with opposite. So you're, you know, if you're lighter and you're skinny, you're rich and you have status and you're healthy. You can <laughs> if succeed. You're, 
Yeah, and you have more opportunities open to you, which is why people dye their skin or they do skin whitening, bleach their skin, because that's what their belief is. That's like, what I was saying, the invisible caste system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's created this... It's created this mentality that you're more inferior if you're darker and if you're darker and have a bit more weight, like, come on, you know, it's just the odds are totally against you based on this old colonial mindset. Yeah. Well, look at like, it's so funny. Uh, I know this gay coworker of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, he loves beauty pageants. So I was like, oh, so do you know Miss Universe? He's like, you know, this year, um, uh, Philippines won. It's like, yeah, but she's not really Filipino. Oh. She's half. Yeah, she's half Australian, half she's, Filipino. Exactly. And then I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. All like the past 20 at least, Have they're half. all half. Yep. Oh, like the Filipina, Filipina uh, pageant winners? Yeah, yeah. they're all like, yeah. half. Uh, I don't, I don't remember. Th- we haven't pure, had a pure like Filipina model in years. Even look it up. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's all half. They're all half. The beauty standards. I mean, yeah, they grew up in the Philippines. They speak Visaya or Tagalog. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all half. And then... Yeah, Catriona Gray is half Australian, half Filipino. And she's hot. Yeah, Pia Wurzbach is half German. I mean, even <laughs> the last names Filipino. in itself. You can tell they got white dads. Major, major <laughs> Venus Raj. Yeah. <laughs> she's half Indian, half Filipino. She's half Indian, exactly. Um, who else? Yeah, I think Margie Moran is... They're all half, man. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. The, the, James Reed, half. Liza Sobrano, half. Yeah. Right? All of them artistas are just half. Well, Kathleen, I gotta say, Kathleen, you are Ah, my sister. That's your favorite. No, Daniel's not full, though. Yeah, he is. That fate, okay. Wait, no, his mom, his mom, I think, has, like, you know, has a mix of something, but him and his dad, like, his dad is full, for sure. But, like, his siblings, I think, are... You can see in his face that he's, it's not, it's chiseled, right? It's more, he has more definition than the regular Filipino. Yeah, he's not, like, a traditional Filipino look, right? Not even when it comes to the eyes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's like an attribute from his dad, but right, even when it comes to his eyes. Um, Catherine. Uh, she's full, I think. She's full. Yeah. That's why I'm so happy about. But what I don't like is I think she's also lightened up oh, yeah, through the 100%. years. Um, yeah, when that's the thing, the um, uh, show business industry in the Philippines have also, because you know, TV and movies are so highly influential to the mass Filipino audience. The industry has set up this influence where when you're mixed or when you're lighter, when you look like something else other than natural Filipino, yeah, it's to be admired. It's to be desired. Well, you know, this goes also to all, like, African-Americans. Yeah. You know, like, the dark black people don't really like light skins like the Chris Browns and the Steph Curry's oh really yeah yeah, yeah. there's a there's a sh- there's sh- they shame light skins mm-hmm. like Drake said I'm yeah, a the dark Drake's. man yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, light skin <laughs> <sighs> side pieces <laughs> but anyways what our takeaway is here if you're listening out there and you know you're a Filipino youth um, especially growing up here in Canada Canada, or even in North America in general, right? Reclaim your identity. Yeah. Reclaim. It doesn't matter if you're dark. 
Yeah, reclaim who you are. Don't be afraid. Be proud of what your color is and, you know, where you come from, right? That is what you are naturally born to be. Why be something else when you're fantastically great just by yourself? Don't ever listen to... And what I would encourage is everybody to do a little bit of research, right? Deep dive into, like, where did this come from? Like, this is not the standard. It shouldn't be this way. Like, I don't have to be distorted standard and and image that was actually started based on colonialism and the colonial um, influence Mm -hmm. from the Americans. Yeah, OJ shared earlier, like, a really incredibly offensive comic that was shared and created, I think, by a newspaper back when the Americans had... Try and describe the picture here. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about that? It's basically because, you know, the Filipinos are naturally dark Mm -hmm. and... Uh, they're naturally, you know, more of a brown pigmentation. They had called us barbaric. They, monkeys. They call us monkeys. It's just, it's unfortunate that that is the, you Try know. Trying to describe that. Let's see. So this was from the Boston Sunday Globe back in the day. And there's this really horrible political cartoon that portrays Filipinos as these like native savages that are monkeys, us portrayed, I don't know how to even describe it. Uncivilized. Yeah, uncivilized savages. Like that's what what we were portrayed. So if you guys want to actually Google it, I think you can find it. It just says- Anti-Filipino sentiments. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. Filipino before expansion from the Boston Sunday Globe back in the day, um, they're comparing kind of the before and after and how the Americans came in apparently to save the native people and make us more civilized as if they are the champion of <laughs> the uncivilized, you know, You know, folk. it's like the thing, like all the white people will say, like, you remember those commercials you'd see back in the day where they're like, oh, donate now for this African kid. In um, the arms of... Yeah. Oh, don't like, they, they, always, they, they always make it sound like the white person will... The white savior the savior. complex. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's white even savior, in yeah, yeah, exactly. the white savior complex and that's even in movies. I know a lot of... There was, I think, like a movie called The Great Wall <laughs> where Matt Damon... <laughs> had saved the Chinese people (laughs) from invasion and everyone was like, what the hell is wrong with Hollywood? (laughs) Why does there have to be a white savior complex? And it's not even just Filipinos. It's even like the um, African-American stories, right? And um, their stories, there's been like problematic stories where there's always been an angle of a white savior complex. You know, I just want to be clear and I'm sure my cousin, my sister will agree. We are inclusive and we love everybody. I think the only other time that we are really disagreeing with, let's say, Caucasian or white influence is when it negatively affects others, when it's discriminatory of others. So, but other than that, we got lots of love, you know, for all our white friends. (laughs) Yeah, man, I taste the rainbow, ladies. (laughs) No, I don't discriminate. (laughs) Love every color, every shade. I love everything. I used to have this fetish. Yeah. For fat girls. Really? <laughs> the 
the BBWs or the PAWGs. Because they need love too. Yeah. We got hella acronyms here, yo. They, they, they need love too, man. Like, you don't like, know what that is? Go look it up. Yeah, search it up. Yeah. But. I know this is off topic, but you know, it's facts. Like so, so most big girls that don't have that much, you know, uh, self esteem, yeah, yeah. and that's why I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm available. <laughs> Dang. Oh, uh, I have a girlfriend though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's taken. He's locked down and taken. Yeah, I'm locked down. So he's by your side though. <laughs> yeah, but feel free to fan girl over him, girls. Like the socials down. <laughs> Yeah. I might make a, a fake uh, Instagram account like Bretman. A plant account. <laughs> Hit him up, shoot your shot. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Um, it is a little bit serious today because we covered topics like, you know, problematic issues mm-hmm. regarding body shaming, body image issues um, in the Filipino culture, and colorism and discrimination of color. Um, even our fellow Filipinos, right? Let's be honest, guys. We're all different shades, and especially like there's some that are mixed up. You know, either with Spanish or half Caucasian or half Chinese, and then down to you know the Itas and mm-hmm. the Negritos, and over to like the regular Kaimangis and the Morenas, and yeah. we're all different shades of brown, or we're all different shades, like maybe lighter or darker of the spectrum, but our identity is still Filipino. Mm-hmm. We should really just embrace who we are and where we we come from, and really practice a bit more kindness and love yes to each other because even more so now more than ever it's important for us to reclaim our identity be an ally for others just like the black community and really stand up for who we are some of us out there may have grown up looking brown but felt white in the inside and so we want to be able to share our culture open up you know your eyes and and also provide some awareness of some issues that are actually common mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in our culture so we hope that you're able to you know connect with that and let us know if you guys have any topics that you want us to cover we got some coming up right hit us up on the instagram let us yes. know what you guys want us to talk about send us a dm we are we um definitely want to cover kind of cultural appropriation of filipino culture there's also appropriation of the indigenous filipino culture and we'll talk about that in more depth later uh we're gonna talk about food through uh, our identity through food it's like that's gonna be a really fun topic um we're going to talk about the philippine x identity i think that might be really interesting for some of you um what else oh Dating and relationships, eh? Like the exoticism, getting with a Filipino man or woman. So yeah, lots of fun stuff for you guys. Toxic traits, again, that we'll cover. So uh, stay tuned for that. But we're going to switch to something fun. We always get to end with something fun at the end of the day. And so we are going to throw it out there and you guys can share it with us. What is your... Favorite OPM songs or OPM jams? Archia, OJ? No. <laughs> Mine will forever be. I, it's like my number one karaoke song, or it used to be. What? Ulan. Oh, yeah! By Regine. 
Dream Velasquez? Yes, we Yo, Velasquez. I used to sing that song in the house every single day. That was my <laughs> that was my song. Yo, we gonna get copyrighted. So we can't No, you can do a cover. Come on. Drop it right now. Let's go. Nah, yo. Six year old me needs to pull out the the magic sing. She was a judge on the Philippine Idol, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, she yeah. was with James Reed and Vice Ganda and yeah. Moira De La Torre. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I love her music too, but OPM wise, Mulan. And you know what? We want to talk about a little bit about Filipino music one day too. I think yeah, that's going to be really that, yeah. fun. Be um, There's actually some backlash on that too. Like, I'll, I'll talk about that if ever we get to. Yeah. Alright, how about you, Jake? Mine yeah. would be Do you have a fear OPM jam or yeah. some OPM jams? Yeah, it's called uh Bakit Baikao <laughs> by Michael Pangilina. What? I don't even know. You don't know? Uh, uh, like, yo, but Michael Pangilina no, I gotta say damn. Well no, yo man, he only looked good when he started he, I also when he started shaving his head, he looks more manly. Like he started getting like a cut, like what the you know yeah, what the, the Filipinos out here yeah, get, yeah, like yeah. that. You know the cut. Like the Filipino the, hair, that Bay Area Filipino dude. You yeah, guys yeah. know, y'all yeah. know, we got that Filipino look. You don't know that song? Yo, you no. gotta play that. You gotta play it. I gotta. I love his voice. Though. Ang naiisip ko at di na mawala wala pa Kahit na alam ko na ang puso mo That's all you get, ladies. <laughs> I can hear swoons. I'm trying to keep my... Watch, yo, watch it. It's good. It's going yo, almost yo, 200 million views on the... You know the Wish Bus? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, it's on there. Yo, listen to it. It's okay. fire. I will. I will. Um, I love his like cover of Week. Too. Yeah. Um, my I wouldn't say it's go to, but it's been my recent favorites over the years, and my sister knows. And I was like, oh my god, I love this song so much. It has nothing to do my with my wedding, but I want it in it. <laughs> <laughs> I never played it. Um, Dati by Sam oh. Conception and Tippy Dos Santos, guys. If you are a '90s baby like me, and y'all love the you know the the early 2000s pop sound yeah. that is so fun and like it's just uh the even the lyrics are so nostalgic it's I so cute it's a cute song. song yeah i can hear it in my head oh whoa 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 like that <laughs> but my um go-to karaoke it's like so dramatic and dramatic and like those like really depressing filipino ballads yeah yeah that was my go-to um karaoke song because it's literally the same Note over and over and over. Yeah, tan tan na ninety two. Yo, not high enough. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys! One day, maybe we'll do an IG live with some magic sing. Eh? Okay. If we get the numbers up, well, I'll do. I'll do an IG live for for everyone, boys and girls. Oh dang! <laughs> yeah. For the whole kamabaya. <laughs> so we're gonna throw out this when the when this goes live on IG, guys. Share and tell us your favorite OPM song or some of your favorite OPM jams. If you guys don't know, for the non-Filipinos out there, OPM stands for Original Filipino Music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Filipino. Well, it's not OFM, but yeah, Original no, Filipino Music. music. Yeah. Um, a lot of it ranges, uh, it used to be, 
And you, um, that back in the day, I would say maybe a good 10 years ago, like OPM was like weak with the younger, you know, younger folks because like it was all that boring, like. Same, it's the same. It's style. the same sound. Yeah. Um, it's always like ballads and there wasn't like anything original. And then. James Reed came through. James Reed. I know I'm married to a different James. Yo, but... he's single. You know that? <laughs> you got with... married. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, no. Um, I'm really excited that OPM has taken a turn. The last like yeah. five and or something years, whether it's the acoustic sound with like Mora de la Torre, and they've then, adapted to the younger generation. Yeah, sound. and then now the more like hip hop trap like lo-fi with the James Reed crew, right? I'm so happy that our our music with our um, Filipino lyrics is like the sound has really changed and there's something that's more universe, universally mm-hmm. accepted. Yeah. Like some of us listen to like K-pop. I love like Spanish music. <laughs> I dig that stuff. And so yeah. for other people to actually, I love um, watching like the reaction videos. You'll sing. Of like okay. non-Filipinos yeah. watching Filipino Filipino music. They like love it. Especially when um, it's those ASAP videos and the divas are like, they just like freak <laughs> out. So I love it. So yeah, I think that's it for, for today. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. Catch Thanks. us on the next episode and let us know. And, uh, Don't forget to follow Filipino Fridays follow podcast. Filipino. You know, DM us, share, DM us with any feedback, any suggestions, any topics you want covered. And I'm open to some hate comments too. <laughs> sure. Yeah, man. There's, you can't, can't. Not everybody can be happy. Yeah, not everyone that's is true. gonna love it, and uh, maybe some of you might disagree, and that's okay. We're just open mm-hmm. to everything. We mm-hmm. just want to share our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to touch some topics that might be problematic for some of the younger folks out there. We want to be here as somebody you can relate to, and maybe share some of our stories that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Catch yeah. us on Insta. We're on Spotify, and we're actually going to be in other streaming platforms coming to you. So watch out for that. So thank you so much for joining. I'm Archie. I'm Archia. I'm OJ. Let's get it. Peace. Peace. Salamat.